1: Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
2: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
1: What is up everybody? Welcome in. Good morning football. We are in New York City because you guys are always in New York City for the show. I'm Colleen Wolf. I'm only here for a couple days, but I'm loving it. And we got Kyle Brandt, Jason Hello. McCourty, Peter Schrager. This has been super fun. Already had a great first hour. We have sure two did. more good ones to go. But I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my grandma who's turning 98 years old today. Awesome. I'm heading to Philly to see her. Wish her a happy birthday. So. What's her name? Gloria.
2: Gloria. And what do you call her as your grandmother? Just grandma. Just grandma. Just grandma. grandma. Old school. Happy birthday yeah. to eight grandma.
1: Eight uh-huh. years old. Yeah. I had my ma- uh, mom and a pop op too. Sure. But, and I don't know if that's like more of a regional thing.
2: No, oh, it's, it's all over the map. But yeah. 98th birthday for Gloria. That's uh-huh. awesome.
1: Congrats. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, let's go. To the lead block. Lead block. Yeah. So things could be looking up for Niners quarterback Trey Lance. New video recently emerging of Trey working out alongside Patrick Mahomes. So regardless of Lance's future at this point, it is obviously great to see him out there. He looks healthy after that week two ankle injury that knocked him out for the rest of the season last year. So now with Jimmy G in Vegas and the 49ers quarterback room, it consists of newcomer Sam Darnold, the unlikely hero, Brock Purdy, and the very, very mysterious Trey Lance. The Niners, they could keep Lance, they could trade Lance, but whatever ends up happening, it would be great to establish his value at this point because only 17 starts at North Dakota State and another four in the NFL. It's really difficult to do. So at mm-hmm. this point, I just want to know how should teams assess the worth of Trey Lance, Peter. That's so difficult because even his fourth start in the NFL last year, we only saw him play yeah. for, mm-hmm. he didn't even finish out the first quarter.
3: Yeah, I I have no greater assessment of Trey Lance now uh, in April of 2023 than I did when he was drafted in April of 2021. You had nothing. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. There's not a big enough sample size, and the way that Kyle Shanahan used him did him no favors either. And I mean, hit my mean young Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan ran the hell out of Trey Lance, as if he was a running back. He's a quarterback. So the, the Shanahan offense had these visions of what we could do. Sure enough, Lance eventually is going to, boop, there's the ankle. He's done. Like, if you look at the numbers that he had, They were outstanding on the ground. He ran the ball 16 times in four quarters last season. Uh, 16 times from a quarterback spot. If you charted that out over the course of an entire season, this is all
2: based
3: on the five quarters. (laughs) This is what they planned on doing. I mean, honestly, if you were to do this, so how am I supposed to grade him? Look, if Trey Lance was in a traditional offense where he was, you know, running three times and threw the ball 20 times in his first five quarters, maybe I'd have a better idea. But as a rookie, he was thrown into the fire and did not look great. In the offseason, we heard amazing things about him. Mm-hmm. Comes out, they lose to the Bears in that first game in a rainy yeah. tornado windstorm. Oh my, that basically, not a real game. Not no. even a real game. Yeah. And then he snaps his ankle in half in the first. How can I possibly assess him? So if I'm an opposing team, I look at him and I say, not my problem. You guys took him third overall. Why don't you guys figure out what he is? And then you make the value on him. 49ers. If you think he's worthy of a first round pick and you want to say that you'll check, we'll pick up and we'll listen and we'll politely decline. Uh, Third overall pick, have no idea if he's a good quarterback or not, and that's not his fault entirely. He had the wheels run off him, and he had a freak injury and played in a, in a windy rainstorm in the one game we saw him. So how do I assess Trey Lance right now? Not my problem. There's a lot of other quarterbacks, and
4: I'll deal with those. <laughs> <laughs> not my problem. That, that's the headline Probably. right there. Not my problem. I love that and, if I'm another team you're looking at it and you said you don't feel any differently than the draft when he came out and that's where you have to go back for if you're a team, you're looking at Trey Lance and you do all this research and evaluation on quarterbacks as they're coming out he obviously went third overall to the 49ers so you go back and you say alright, what did we think of Trey Lance when he was coming out on draft night and then you try to apply that to what you've seen in the preseason any reps that you've seen does that mean alright because where we evaluate him last year, oh, he's worth a third-round pick or wherever you had him in the draft. No, but I think that's where you look at to try to assess what his future possibly could be. You saw different traits. You saw different things within him to possibly put a first-round grade, a second-round grade, wherever teams might have had him. And now as you look at the short... Sample size that you've had of him so far. Do you see some of those traits coming to fruition? Do you see him making some of the throws that you saw coming out of college or do you not see them? I think that's where you start and you say, all right, let's see if it's followed through. And if we plug him into our system, do we think we can further develop him in that offense and see that those things can come true for our team? Are you making a trade for Trey Lance now and saying, all right, yeah, we're going to trade for him and this guy's going to be the future of our franchise? Absolutely not. You have no idea how things are going to play out in San Francisco. Fast forward a few months, he may end up Brock Purdy's backup. Mm. Well, now you evaluate him and you assess him. and You say, all right, he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. Now we can possibly make a trade based off of that. It's almost impossible right now to say, all right, Trey Lance is worth a first-round draft pick and put a specific number on that pick right now. But you try to go back into the draft. Can
3: I ask a question for the table? And, and, and you can go for sure and Colleen as well. Hey, but Peter, please. We've got the number two overall pick from that draft, Zach Wilson, where we have a full sample size and it looks like the Jets have said he's just not our guy, right? Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. And then you got Trey Lance, which is great unknown. Who would... Garner more on the trade market you think a Trey Lance, Lance. unknown who's coming He's off an injury unknown. or Zach Wilson who we saw and just wasn't ready yet unknown his N- Lance not a question. M-
2: might be good yeah. and Wilson has played a lot and he hasn't looked good but it's a great question it's the yeah. same draft Love spot in mm-hmm. everywhere two like and that. three yeah I know well, the origin story of the Trey Lance thing is so fascinating. Kyle Shanahan was so thirsty and just so, like, <laughs> the you most. you know what I'm saying? Like, he was spitting dust. He's like, I need him. I have to have him. It seemed wildly irresponsible at the time. But if you remember the context of Shanahan just so close and he had a quarterback who was limited. And I think he looked around. And he said, I'm the offensive prodigy. And there's these avengers types quarterbacks like Mahomes and Allen and all these. I need one of those. I need one. I can't win this thing with Jimmy. So I see this guy from North Dakota State, and I i have to have him. I have to trade up to get him. And it may end up being a cautionary tale from swinging out of your shoes to hit a 500-foot home run in the draft. And you look at somebody now, it's a different story, but somebody like Richardson out of Florida, someone's going to take him because they think they need a player of mass destruction, not because they think he's the best. Understand, Trey Lance, 21 games started since high school. Since high school. Uh, Bryce Young has started 27. He hasn't been in the league for two years. Stroud started 25. Levis has started 25. More starts just under center. And so I just look at the trail and thing and I feel bad for him because it's different than Zach Wilson. He wasn't out there and being like, guys, can this guy make a play or what? He was out there in five seconds in the rain and then he was gone. Mm-hmm. So I look at him and I look at him and I feel like he is so linked right now this season to him and Jordan Love of these guys who have really important yeah. jobs in the scheme of things or both first round picks, but we don't know squat about them. I don't know if that guy's good. I don't know if Matt Florida knows that guy's good. The only thing you would try to look at with the 49ers is Shanahan must know if he's got it, at least from being in practice with him so much and it's going through so many drills. Like can't Kyle Shanahan look at him look at Trey Lance and be like, look, I know it's been rough and he got hurt, but believe me, he's got it. Or You know, you start training camp and Brock Purdy's out there and it's just like it's an afterthought. Then it becomes a cautionary tale, again, of like, don't be so crazy at the draft where you just have to find the next Patrick Mahomes who will do anything. And I think that's what they might have done. I mean, it was was hard to justify that pick that they made Mm -hmm. and that move that they made. He'd been sitting out a year and it it, it may have blown up in their face. What's
3: amazing is that in the last two years, since they've drafted Trey Lance, they went to an NFC Championship game one year and an NFC Championship game the next year, despite what appears to be at the time, at the moment, right now, Compared to the other talent at the top of that draft, Mm. perhaps a whiff on the third overall pick and trading two first-round picks. I know.
1: I I honestly, I hate this so much for Trey Lance because of all the expectations that were put upon him. And he had no control over that. He had no control over where he went in the draft or if a team was going to trade up for him. And then to get hurt the second week and watch the quarterback that the team was trying to distance themselves from the entire time that I've been with this team— I'm sure that was difficult for him to watch and see Jimmy G do such a great job with that offense and then watch him go down and have another guy come in and do even better than anyone mm-hmm. on that team. And, and you have, it would be a lot easier, I think, to assess the value of Trey Lance if you didn't have a finalist for Rookie Offensive Player of the Year Mm -hmm. sitting on your roster, a guy who won his first seven starts and took the team to an NFC Championship game. This is not a great situation, and we talked about... The game that uh, Brock Purdy or that um, Trey Lance played in Chicago and the driving rain and that. I mean, you can't evo- you can't, that doesn't even count for me as an actual game that you can really evaluate. And you have Purdy who comes in and plays in Seattle. That game for me was a defining game. moment for Brock Purdy. And you wondered whether or not he would wilt on the road, in a tough environment. This was a playoff-type atmosphere in his second career start. And what did he do? 217 passing yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, even in that game against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, this was Brady's homecoming Mm -hmm. to the Bay Area. And opening drive touchdown (laughs) for So
2: why are we talking about Trey Lance? Because he was drafted high? Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 it? it? That's not a real reason. That was years ago. Because... When the
3: draft evaluators are all paid six figures and there's a room of 20 of them and they all come to a consensus and say Brock Purdy is 32 teams and Brock Purdy is a sixth round pick and 32 teams. And then all the same evaluators nod their head at Trey Lance as a three. There has to be some talent disparity in that that Trey Lance has. They evaluate. Yeah.
4: Third overall to the last pin and now you're telling me the last pick is better and we're still so close to that draft? It's not like you can say, all right, well, we drafted him. He just didn't have the intangibles. He didn't work hard enough. All of these different Same things. Same situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and also, like, you, you, can't, you can't say Trey Lance is a bust. No, he's not. He no, hasn't he been out there. Played. It hurts. Right. Like, it's not, it's not his fault. That's why it's so difficult. Like a but... DNP, you yeah. know? Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. What would you say, Peter? It's not my problem?
0: Yeah. I like that no my problem. It's a
2: Niner's <laughs> problem. Yeah. It yeah.
0: Really so is. good
1: luck with that. Um, we hope you can figure that out. John Lynch.
3: We now welcome to the show a former general manager in the league. He's got three Super Bowl rings, he's and he's right. a friend of ours. Let's welcome in Scott Peel. Hello, Scott. What's up? Scott. Oh, Scott? Good morning, football. Scott, what's up? Good
5: morning, everybody. Great to see you.
3: Great to see you. Uh, our NFL Network insider, Ian Rappaport, reported that Lamar Jackson recruited Mm. Odell Beckham Jr. to Baltimore. Even though Lamar's future with the Ravens still seems very up in the air and he demanded a trade less than two weeks ago. We have seen similar things happen in a lot of different situations where Aaron Rodgers now in New York seems to be the favor of signing with the Jets. Would a front office have a problem with a quarterback seemingly building his own team or should that be seen as a benefit?
5: Peter, it's absolutely a benefit. I don't think as a front office member or a head coach that you should have any problem with one of your good players that understands the culture of your organization, wanting to bring in people that they know that can make you a better team. You know, as front office members and head coaches, we're always telling players and everyone around the organization to throw your ego out. Right. Do what is best for the team. Anything that you can do. Be a good teammate. This is all that's happening here. If you've got a player on your football team, and as long as everyone understands the lines of leadership and who's going to make the final decisions, if you can have a player find another player or encourage another good player to come in and that's going to fit your culture and make you a better football team, have at it, man. We used to do that at the New England Patriots. When we brought in Junior Seau, when we brought in Corey Dillon, Randy Moss, every one of those players and other players, Wes Welker, they had advocates in our building. Building. Bill and I listened to those players. We enjoyed when those players helped us recruit the other players. So to me, if it can help you build a team and the guys the right culture fit, right on man, let's go.
1: This that happens in every job everywhere. People want to bring in their people, uh, friends, maybe. If they know that these people can do a good job and will help with the success of an organization, then it makes total sense. So speaking of quarterbacks who like to help out in the front office, let's talk about this situation, the Aaron Rodgers situation. (laughs) Who has the most leverage here, Um, the Packers, the Jets, or Aaron Rodgers himself, which kind of seems like he's holding up the situation?
5: Mm -hmm.
1: What's going on, Scott?
5: Uh, i gotta tell you colleen i think the person with the or the group of people with the most leverage right now is the green bay packers and that happened during aaron Rodgers' state of the union address on the pat mcafee show he shifted everything into the hand of the packers because he told the world he wasn't going to be there and he didn't want to be there the jets have said publicly they want him they're going to take him every way you turn here it looks like he's going. The Packers are sitting there every time someone says something and they're thinking, okay, these two twos might be great, but I might be able to get more. So to me, the player knows he's not going back. The team knows that they're not going to have to take him back. And there's no way that the Jets can ever back out of this deal. The way things had been talked about publicly, the way the Jet fan base is, the way the city of New York is right now about Aaron Rodgers there's absolutely no turning back so the leverage sits in the hands of the Packers right now
4: yeah for sure we heard GM Joe Douglas the other day say Aaron is coming he is on his way and a lot of that is surrounding around draft picks and as the draft is coming up there's so much excitement around Boston College's receiver Zay Flowers Mm. Scott Mm. from your opinion why do you think the hype has grown so much on this young player
5: Well, Jason, I think the hype is growing because he's a good player. That's where the whole thing starts. It's also not a great draft with top number one future receivers. And to me, when you look at Zay Flowers, which I've spent a lot of time looking at him, he, yes, is undersized. He's not the ideal prototype size that you want, but he is fast, he's quick, he's smart. The other thing is this there's a lot of fast players and a lot of quick players that can't seem to get separation or get open. He gets separation, he gets open, and he he has tremendous ball skills and he catches the ball as crazy that sound now here's the other thing you look at who he is and how he's built he is all day tough he's the 14th of 14 kids he's been fighting for everything his entire life and he has versatility he can play inside he can play outside and he can return but here's one of the other things that i think has gone overlooked Last year, he could have come out of Boston College. He could have made money. He's a guy whose lifestyle, you know, he probably could have used a little bit of money. But he sat there, not only did he not come out early, but he chose not to transfer. He showed a degree of loyalty to the program and the people that were there and showed maturity and good decision making and i'm not saying that players that transfer are not good decision makers or players that come out early are not good decision makers he knew what was best for him and he was willing to settle his ego and make a good decision for himself and his future because he knows he's getting drafted higher now than he ever would have last year Yeah, we
2: had him and we loved him, Scott. We love having you, too. One of the things we enjoy about your appearances, Scott, is you're always watching and listening before you come on. Always. You always know what we're talking about. In this case, Trey Lance. We were just talking about him last segment. You were listening. We can't really put a finger on the Trey Lance state of the nation, the legacy, the future. Injured, comes back. Now it's Brock Purdy. It's Kyle Shanahan. Just, Scott, help us. Please just jump into this. How should we assess where we are with Trey Lance right now?
5: Well, here's what I'm going to say, Kyle. You mentioned that I watch you guys before I come on, and there's a reason. And I don't say this for any reason that it's true. You guys know what you're talking about. All of you know what you're talking about. You do a terrific job. I learn when I listen to you. Now, in the case of this, I think you guys nailed it. He's only played 17 games in college. That was all we had to look at. It was at the FCS level. So we never knew really what kind of player he was. He's only played four NFL games. We're sitting here. We do not have enough information to assess who he is, what he is, and what his future is. But here, here's the big thing. As I look at this, you, know, you, you all mention this. He's in a situation that's not his fault. He was picked where he was picked because a team fell in love with him good for him that's great but what happens this time of year that's very unfortunate to players and i'm wondering about a player like anthony richardson who for whatever reason the media falls in love with him the media promotes him we promote him and the player becomes this fictional character that teams start to fall in love with and start to think oh if i can get him and his tools his upside i'm going to make it great he's in a situation that's not his fault we don't know what he's going to be sometimes expectations really derail a player's career and their ability and chances to develop. And that's a problem. And I hope for Trey Lance that that's not the case. I hope he gets healthy and I hope that Kyle can get him on track.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you
1: perfect <laughs> way to start the hour here on good morning yeah. football that's, that's not on TV. Lead, lead block lead block <laughs> Yesterday, at this time, we were discussing Carson Palmer's claim that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL. So some might say that the video you're watching disproves that some of those people might be at this table. But that discussion led us to the following question.
2: I think the interesting debate is is Burrow the second best quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah. Like if we're all saying is is Burrow that guy? Cuz then there's like six dudes who are like, "Oh, excuse me, hold on with you know, then you're in Allen and then Jalen. like mm-hmm. I I still think that I would rather have Allen just because I think he is more talented and I think he has more stuff going on and with the running and everything, but now we're in a debate. Yeah, I mean you can go into Herbert and Hurts.
3: Like yeah. both same draft class yeah. and were are, are tremendous talents.
1: It's a great question, but one of the quarterbacks that was brought up there, Jalen Hurts, a guy who came into the year last season with a lot of question marks, coming off that wild card game against the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Um, but you know, he managed to obviously prove a ton of people wrong, have so much success, go to the court, or go to the Super Bowl, throw four touchdowns in that game, have a tremendous game aside from the turnover, and the season itself was absolutely a win for him and the Eagles. So who is your wild card Mm. pick to enter this Jalen Hurts-type season Mm. for 2023?
3: Peter. It's a lyric and a famous... Rap, hip-hop... Something.
2: Uh-oh. What do you got? Is like it freeway? <laughs> <You> cannot <laughs> lie. <laughs> I like big butts, right. and I cannot I work lie. i worked out tapes uh, by Fonda. Uh, these other the brothers Shrugger can't deny. Anna, Never mind. Go on, Peter. Uh, Such a current song. Ladies, yeah! Ladies, yeah!
3: <laughs> Allow myself to reintroduce <laughs> myself. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. My name is Matthew Stafford. Ooh. Stafford oh. has been written off already as if this was a one-and-done, and the Rams are a terrible team, and he's over, and... It was almost like it was some weird you know, lucid dream that happened in that season. We're so far removed from it that we forget that Stafford had an unbelievable 2022 season. One of the best seasons we've seen from a quarterback in recent history, one of the clutchest performances. And I add back to this Stafford Cup are fully healthy. Both players plan on participating in the offseason this year. Neither did a thing in the offseason last year. Both players have already been at it, and I can tell you this, Sean McVay isn't coming back, and Sean McVay isn't double-downing if he doesn't believe that Matthew Stafford is going to be his quarterback. Stafford and McVeigh. I don't know if I'm revealing anything that's going to be wild. Oh, I can't wait. They've been playing tennis. And I say tennis, we're talking multiple times a week, playing tennis, getting after it, in the sweat. None of that pickleball. Tennis. Not pickleball. None of that pickleball. Not
1: table tennis. Though. Not table tennis. Are
2: they playing as doubles partners or against each against other? Against
3: each other. Interesting. Okay, and they're getting it in. And I know that's everyone's rolling their eyes. No, I like the with some stupid nugget no, about them. Great. No, but they, they're, they're, they're at a good place right now. And I believe that Stafford last year... Uh, had the unfortunate injury, but even before that had such a wild off season of this banquet, this commercial, this guy, and I don't blame him at all. This year, these guys are already stacking the chips of everyone saying that the NFC West is terrible or the NFC is wide open. What about us? And I think Matthew Stafford, when healthy, can still throw the ball as well as anyone. The question is his health. And right now, I'm being told he looks good. He's looking the part. And I think he's going to be participating in all the offseason stuff, so we'll know if if he's got bothers with injuries or not Mm. by the time the season starts. But I think he's going to re-enter that conversation. Yeah, it's Burrow and Mahomes, but I'm going to put Stafford's name back in there and say, don't you forget about me, Simple Minds.
2: (laughs) That was for you. <laughs> Did you no. bookend him with lyrics? You, you <laughs> went simple oh. minds. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That was amazing, the Peter. The tennis club.
4: Versatility. The breakfast club. That's really good. That's I God. bet
2: McVeigh just works that bass line like a maniac, oh, okay. like a young Michael <laughs> Chang or something. Got the right gear on, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Veronica playing? Maybe. Yeah, I sure. um, No pics of McVeigh and, and Stafford playing tennis. I not allowed about, where they play, ad- Bunch oh. no apples. Oh.
5: No food. Yeah
2: yeah of course yeah um <laughs> what all right is that so man? peter did lyrics there's a there's a song you talked about a guy kind of reintroducing himself there's another song a, can't you see me standing here with my back against the record machine i ain't the worst at seeing can't you see what i mean might as well jump it oh, means nothing wow. you know that song jason absolutely van okay, halen song called jump oh, yeah. halen. i'm talking about a guy making a yeah. jump yeah. not rejoining the party um there's a team and i swear they still exist they don't have a really high glamorous draft pick. They weren't in the playoffs last year. But I swear the Pittsburgh Steelers still exist. Uh. I don't know if we've mentioned their names since December. I don't know if we've talked about this guy, but I'm into Kenny Pickett. I'm developing a sort of football crush on Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, this, this sleepy little run, won his last five games that he started and finished. He threw one interception in his last eight games. He had two game-winning touchdown passes in the final minute of the fourth quarter, the first rookie in history to do it. Guys, I like Kenny Pickett, and I know that they're not super sexy, and it's not all this guy and that guy and Burrow and Allen and Mahomes. How cool would it be if in that crazy AFC quarterback fray another uh, challenger arose and we're like, wow, Pickett's really slicking, slinging it. And it's got Pickett to Pickens, and I like what they did last year. And if you, like, if you Google Kenny Pickett right now, There's just nothing. There's no story. There's no Instagram post. There's no tweet. There's no cool thing of him working out with teammates. It's Mike Tomlin saying, we're excited about his second year. It's so Pittsburgh, it's just perfect. Low-key. Workmanlike. I love how he finished the year. I love how he's going to start next year. If you're looking for someone to be like, wow, what the hell? I didn't see Kenny Pickett. Mm. I do. I want to know right now. I've, I've got stock right now. If you want some, it's there to be had. All the other stock for all these other guys is gone. If you had Jalen Hurts stock to be in last year, God bless you. You have an eight-bedroom mansion now. I have Pickett <laughs> mm-hmm. stock. I like him. I like the way he conducts his business. I like what Pittsburgh's doing very quietly around him. 17th pick. No one's talking about it. I like Pickett.
4: All right. Well, I appreciate you from from UKB's last year, Kenny Pickett, you were saying from early on, put Kenny Pickett in. Hell yeah. You even were calling for him to possibly be the rookie of the year. He got in there, played well, so I love Excellent. it. I'm going with another guy that needs to step on the scene. And if we're talking about lyrics, you talked about Jay-Z as a song with J. Cole. Every day a star is born. Wow. They Ooh. talked about it. Another quarterback that has a ton of question marks because of the guy that precedes him is Jordan Love out in green bay what an opportunity for him to step on the scene there's been so many question marks every day of the offseason. we've talked about aaron Rodgers leaving green bay because of jordan love being there and the floor and the organization feels comfortable with him stepping up him stepping on the scene, playing at an elite level, it is all set up for him. He's going into his fourth season, he's only 24. And the perfect thing about that, we just watched Daniel Jones do it. Will they pick up his fifth-year option? We don't know. But if he goes out there and he balls and he has himself a season, you better, buddy. And we're talking about Jordan Love as one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. Back the Brink's truck up, and now he's cashing in. Because when you play those first few years in the NFL, who cares? No one's giving you the contract early on anyway. So for Jordan Love, this is great. You've been sitting, you've been watching Aaron Rodgers go to work every single day. Now there's a thousand questions on if he's going to be the guy. Step up to the plate, make a giant leap, and let a star be born. Are you buying stock? Ooh. Do you have Jordan Love stock? Or are you yeah, waiting? I'm, I'm, I'm buying low right now, buying yeah. uh-huh. low, and waiting for it to cash in. Okay, all
1: right. Okay. All right, guys, people that doubted this quarterback, they will indeed be the shook ones mm. after 2023. Who is this? Mob Deep. Come on, Kyle. Oh, Jason I, I, got, I, it? I got it. All, I'm All right, it's for just a small audience. What's the
2: song by Mob Deep? What is what is the track? Shook, Shook ones. ones. Shook ones. Shook ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're gonna love right. it. I'll look it it's up. It's great. I'm Everyone open-minded. check it out. I like
2: it. Uh, he's more of a goody mob than Mob
3: Deep. But that's okay. Oh,
1: got it. Okay. So, um, yeah, because like people just kept passing him by. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Justin Fields fix. <laughs> <pic>. So listen, <laughs> let me talk about this because last year we saw Justin Fields struggle in the passing game because look what what he was working with. At the pass catcher position, he really didn't get any help whatsoever. He was tremendous when he took off and was able to run and use his legs. But now this team brought in DJ Moore, who's coming off a career year, had uh, seven touchdowns with the Panthers. And look at the quarterback that's the quarterbacks that he was playing with there. This team has a slew of draft capital that they can use to help protect Uh, Justin Fields he was sacked 55 times last year I mean part of the problem is because he didn't have anyone to throw to so it all kind of works together here and I think that when you look at that division it is obviously changing it is in flux this is a situation where you bring in some help for Justin Fields and he can bring you some really huge changes in Chicago
2: my favorite thing about DJ Moore, I've said this, is that he already, in, at 25 years old, has more receiving yards than the Bears' all-time leader. Is that all-time, true? Yeah. Johnny Morton. Yeah, yeah. it's about 5,000 and change. Oh, he's 25 insane. and he already has more than the all-time leader. Isn't
3: that unbelievable? And like, as wow. uh, all due respect to DJ Moore, he's never considered one of the top three guys in the league, and he's already. That just tells you how bad the Bears franchise has been with receivers, or is it a weather thing? Uh, it's probably more the
2: first, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bad weather cities that have great receivers. Yeah. They, they need a guy, and I think they got a guy.
3: Colleen, are you buying Justin Fields?
1: yes i'm buying I, I i saw flashes of it last year yeah. didn't you yeah and, and he i saw yes. the flashes with the cast mm-hmm. that he had yes so what now when you bring in someone Joseph who's Fields talented right well yeah. Yeah. there was that I'm I'm not
2: two weeks where it's like now hold on there's a lot of logic actually for you have the number one pick Price drafting yeah. someone yeah. Yeah. and yeah. moving on they said nah, get out of here we're not even getting close to the draft mm-hmm. just is our guy
4: back on Good Morning Football. It's now time for another edition of Next Gen Chats, where we get to know the next generation of NFL stars in just four questions. Okay. Our next guest was a human highlight reel at the University of Virginia. Please welcome wide receiver Tay Wicks. What up, Tay? What up, Tay? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Yeah, we're doing good. It's good to see you. You've officially officially finished everything. Senior Bowl, Combine, and of course, finishing up with your Pro Day. You've also met with a couple teams this past week, including the Packers and the Bears. We want to know how those meetings went. Nervous, excited. And then what do you think you can bring to an NFL
6: team? Um, so, just to start, you know, it's been a great experience. Uh, you know, going going up and meeting with teams, um, seeing how things work, you know, in the systems. Um, but, you know, both of them went great so far. Um, everything been great from a, you know, event standpoint with like Pro Day, um, Kanban, Senior Bowl. Um, everything been going going great for me. Um, just getting closer to the, you know, journey, the end of the journey. Um, so
3: Let's talk about one of the best highlights that we have seen in recent years. This goes back to 2021. You guys are playing the Miami Hurricanes. We've all seen this play. It was on loop. Uh, it's one of the great catches you'll see in college football. Quarterback throws it, and you go out there, and you go out and get that thing. Take us through how you went through three different defenders in the end zone and managed to come down and grab this ball.
6: Uh, I, just, I just ain't wanted it to be an interception. Uh... You know, I always used to tell my QB uh, if he throw it my way, you know, it's either me or nobody get it. Um, so, you know, just trying to throw my, put my body online for, you know, trying to get the ball either, any way I can. Um, and, you know, when that happened, I didn't expect it either. I ain't know the touchdown. I just somehow ended up with the ball. And when I got up, you know, the ref said it was a touchdown. So I just went with it
2: was <laughs> were surprised as everybody else. It was an awesome play. Yeah. Tell us about growing up, some of the memories you had watching football, some <clears> of the guys <throat> that you looked up to, some of the guys you wanted to be like when you were growing up. You, who were your guys?
6: Growing up, I really watched, you know, coming out of Louisiana, I watched the Saints a lot. You know, I was watching yeah. a lot of uh, Marcus Coaster, um,
0: yeah. Pierre oh. Thomas,
6: you know, Chris Ivory, Reggie Bush. Uh-huh. You know, I, was watching, I was watching all of them, you know, and that. That gave me motivation, um, you know, that I can, you know, do what they're doing. So, you know, it made me work harder. Um, Whatever sport I was playing, you know, I played basketball before football, so.
1: Well, all that hard work is paying off because the draft now sixteen days away. I want to know how your visit was with the Packers. You visited them last week, I believe, and I want to know what your plans are for the draft. Who's going to be with you? Did you pick out an outfit yet? Mm -hmm. What's the food going to be like? Like, tell me everything that's going on.
6: Uh, I so I I met with Green Bay last week. That was my first visit. Um, you know, it was it was cool to get down there. no experience to town, um, you know. See how, how, how I was, how the environment was. Um, but you know, I like the I like the town. You know, it's quiet, it's calm. Um, you know, there's not a lot of distractions out there, so you know you can get to it and and stay stay head, level headed. You know why you out there. And, you know the facility is great. Um, you know I got to tour that, um, meet some of the coaches, meet meet all of the coaches. Me the GM. So that went great. Um, and for draft day, you know, just getting with my family, like my mom, my siblings, uh, one older brother, two younger sisters. And, you know, had, had a couple other of my family members, like my aunt, um, and a few others get together and just, you know, watch the, watch the draft. You know, see where I'm headed to. Um, and my, for my outfit, uh, I haven't decided on that yet. You know, I still got a little time. The
1: suspense. Now, now we have to wait and see. You're going to have to post What's pictures of it. I'm sure that you have plenty of great ideas for that. That's always one of my favorite little side storylines of the draft. But Tay, thanks so much for spending a little time with us here. Have fun on draft day. Enjoy the time uh, that you have leading up to the draft now, and just bask in the mystery of not knowing where you're going to go. But you will find out soon enough, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, nice
0: Tay. Thank you. You go into your shower feeling